So let's talk about that. Okay, we can. Okay. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. about because the first thing that stood out to me when we were talking over the weekend was that you said you've been doing this for seventeen years. Seventeen. So, like, really briefly, oh, what shit. have you been doing for seventeen that years? That's fucking, a long time. That sounds fucking crazy. Oh no, I'm like, yo, you know, this is the first time in my career I've actually internalized. How long it's yes. been? Yeah, it's a fucking long it's time. Scary. It's scary. And you know what's crazy about it, too? And I'm about to tell you something. You're about to find this out. There was multiple suicide attempts. For real? In my career. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Why? What was causing the thought? Oh, uh, off the rip, it was just, um, oh, my God. It was, all right. So, with me, when it comes to things I do, this is just me in life. I go hard in the paint. No pause on that. I'm 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, now, nah, real quick, let's time out on that. That's a segue. Because, That's a segue. Nah, it's a segue to what you said earlier. You were like, I'm on the D train pause. I died. Because, and then I told him, I'm like, because he, Cause it sounds he was crazy. like, nah, you need a pause. I'm like, you yeah, don't yeah, need yeah, you to pause, pause on, that. on the D train. Why? Because that it's sounds crazy. That sounds insanity. I feel like if you would have said, I'm on the D, that's a whole different one. But on no, the D true. train. Nah, that sounds crazy. That goes crazy for 2023. <laughs> I'm sorry, son. But no, but, but back, yeah, to, back to what you're saying. Go ahead. Back to what I'm saying. So I go stupidly hard for shit. This, is, this was in sports. This was in art. With drawing. This was in running and playing tag. You know, um, so when it comes to um, my career, you know what I'm saying? When I got, cause I would, cause put it like this. Um, before that I was in high fashion women's store. I was in a high fashion women's store. I was in Soho. Oh, nice. I was working. I'm not going to say the store's name. You're definitely not getting any credit. No, I'm not, them. no F them ch- <laughs> royally. But, yeah. um, the shit I went through with that was crazy too. Mm-hmm. I, I might have to talk about that in the next documentary, but, um, when it came to, I left. And I got into the industry. I was so fucking jubilated. I'm talking like <clears throat> from fandom to, oh my God, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have to do a nine to five at the time. You said, well, I did, I didn't, but then I was like, I right, screw it. I'm here. Right. What were you doing? I was a background extra. Where? And like I was for- act- I was doing I was in major stuff. I was Multiple in Law and Order SVU. I was oh, I in fire. elementary. I was in shit. Blue Bloods. I was oh my god, in- my father loves Blue Bloods. I was in um Nurse Jackie, the third season. Oh shit. The first episode of the third season. Come about though. Like, oh no! How you oh, involved well, that, that was during yeah. while I was still at the horrible job in Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, shout to my peoples in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Um, we was at a house party. And partying, and I was being myself, wild, animated, you know, jumping around and all this other shit, you know, heckling ladies and stuff, cutting ass and joking. And um, I was in the kitchen, and this Lupe Fiasco-looking kid, it wasn't Lupe Fiasco, but he looked like Lupe Fiasco. We're just chopping it up. He's like, yo, bro, you got me crying, laughing, yo, son, you you need to be in entertainment for real. And he's not the only person that said that to me mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. This is since young. Like, yo, you're funny, you're animated, yo, you need to be in, in entertainment. Shockingly, I was, though. But I'll even talk about that as well in this episode. Um, I We were chopping it up. He's letting me know about this agency. Let me know about Central Casting. Now, for those of you out there... When you're beginning, central casting is one of the casting agencies that you start with. Mm. 
Um, they're still out now. They're in New York and in, in, in L.A. So, bet. I went downtown. Right, I think they're still right there by 31st and 6th Avenue. I went in. You know, it was a sit-down process. They talked to you about, you know, what's going on, what are you going to be doing, and stuff like that. And then um, for a picture, to put in a pool, at that time, it was like $30. That's it? I said, best $30. I, was, I spent that on lunch. I, and Soho. I so I actually went to a modeling agency. They took my pictures and everything. The whole package is four thousand dollars. Yeah. So you talking about thirty dollars? That's a joke. When she told me four thousand, I mean I'm doing it because I, you know, I want to. I actually want to pursue modeling and like see if I could be in some commercials. Who knows? Like whatever. So four thousand dollars though. And you talking about thirty dollars? Right. No. They and know. they helped you like get like auditions and so things like that. What happened? So they put me in the pool. And then they send you an email. So whatever they send you in the email, you got the answer back. Hey, and then your picture. Okay. Click on it. Send it. Casting directors. And go, oh, first joint was Law and Order SVU. That's fire. Yo. <laughs> so I'm so What like, is that like when you get on set? Yo. All right. So I'm, we're going to get into that. So, bets. So I told my people, like, yo, bro, y'all got casted for Law and Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Yo, Rio, shut up. You lying, bro. Like, stop mm-hmm. that bullshit. I'm like, no, man, I'm being dead serious. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really going to set. So, I didn't understand it. I thought maybe like, all right, there, there is certain type of roles when it comes to this, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's extra where you're part of a scene, then there's featured extra, mm-hmm. featured background, then let's say day player, um, what's the other one? Besides, co- co- besides co-star, there's- um, there's Supporting? An, supporting, mm-hmm. right? Then co-star- than star, right? So I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna be featured, right? Man, I get there, they do this shit at Grand Central Station. Yo, I am amongst 300 actors to portray this scene of Ice T having to chase the perp through Grand Central Station. Mm. So I'm amongst mm-hmm. doing laps. But prior to that, I got the real deal taste of what the fuck it was, right? So when you go on set, there's different types of actors. There's non-union and there's union. The union motherfuckers, yo, some of them, not all, some of them will get territorial like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Yo, so I get the set. Now, mind you, I'm fresh from the hood. Not saying I'm a gangster or nothing like that, but I'm, you know, I'm fresh from the hood. I'm with the shits, like, for anything. I'm with the shits. Yo, listen, we could do this. I'm kind of I'm kind of cut up. Stocky, I'm cut up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape. This is me. I'm what? I'm 25, 26 years old. So I'm still at that mindset, like, all right, listen, fucker. Say some shit. Do some shit. Put your hands on me type shit. We, we could dance. I, I might fuck you up. Might liably fuck you up. If I get tight like that, pissed off, I might fuck you up. Right? So... There's an actor, he's just taking it, sad guy, he's taking it too far. So there's sockets on the floor. If you've ever been to Grand Central Station, there's sockets on the floor. So to plug your phone and shit. So majority of the sockets was on the side of the sad actors. This mofo want to get territorial. Yo, you ain't sag, you ain't using these sockets. I'm the wrong person to tell that to. <laughs> I'm with the shits. Mm-hmm. I looked at him. I said, "Bro, like it's not that serious." Number one, I said, "Number two, 
technically still a public place, even though this place is getting rented or used to film. Mm-hmm. It's still a public place. You can't tell them, like, yo, you don't like that? Then it's going to be a problem. I say, yo, bro, let me tell you something. You talking to the wrong person. I'm liable to fuck you up, yo. The actors had to, like, almost my career almost ended oh like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it got real. It got real. But then also, too, a lot of OGs that worked with me over time started letting me know more and more things. Like, hey, Remo, you can't really mm-hmm. do that because God forbid they go to your agency. Yo, you're done. And I ain't gonna lie to you, as more and more I started doing it, I started going on more and more sets and more and more shoots and really started understanding things, that's when things started picking up with me, mm-hmm. understanding the industry. Now, when it leads to about the depression, um, I was in a good rhythm. I was in, from 2006 to 2010, I was in a good 30 shows and episodes. That's amazing. And a, and a, and a movie featured. The biggest one I did was, um, remember the movie Friends with Benefits? Mm-hmm. With, I love that with movie. Mila Kunis mm-hmm. and I'm in that. Wait, Friends with Benefits or? No, yes, f- Friends with Benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, there's that. another one, No Strings Attached. Wait, you are? If you look I've seen cl- that movie so many times. If you look at the closely at the part where um, Justin Timberlake tells Mila, hey, I'm going to take the job. Mm-hmm. Remember the flash mob scene? Yeah. If you look very closely, you're going to see me in a blue and white shirt, mm-hmm. polo. No beard. I have no beard at this time. And I got a fedora hat. I know the whole I know the whole routine. City of lights, city of dreams. Everybody when you want to. <laughs> Wait, you did scene. the dance? Yeah. You were dancing. Oh yeah, my I God. I need to rewatch that shit. Yeah, I was right. I'm dancing. I love that movie. I was dancing. That, oh my God. that one was the biggest thing with me when it came to background act. That yeah. and me doing and me being right next to Edie Falco and Nurse Jackie. I had the same thing. I had a gray jacket, flannel shirt. Season three, episode one. Shout out to my ex. She had um, she had no. She's a, she's a huge Nurse Jackie fan. Mm-hmm. And during the time when we were dating, in the beginning, she didn't believe me when I said that. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Yo, shut up! No, you know, I saw something." I'm like, "No, I'm being serious. I really was in Nurse Jackie." So she really thoroughly like, went to research up, yeah. and looked it up. She was like, "Oh shit!" You know, not but not. She was like that in a sense because she was a hard stickler as far as she was a fan of my she was a supporter of mine right, right, right. but she was a hard stickler right. with that you know shout out to you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but um yeah she 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 saw the clip she's like oh shit you were lying i was like no i was like why why would you lie no i get it though <laughs> no but i get it though yeah you know when the age when the age where you know instagram you know scamming the whole shebang <laughs> you know we can talk about so it. if somebody just says something like that yeah you're not gonna be apprehensive to like a, a you know agree with them or believe them okay so where was that so yeah so you know during that time boom then me not understanding the industry because when you do that type of work see they 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 have to stop you for a minute because you, they, they they saw your face already mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? This is this is facts. You know, when they see you multiple times, okay, he, why is he here? You know, because the viewer herself is going to notice it. Why is he there? Why is he there? Why If he's just on the side, right, right. why is he there all the time? Yeah. So me not knowing that, I'm thinking, oh, no, my career's done. You know, mind you, at that time, I think I was working for the, cen- I was working for the U.S. Census. Mm-hmm. You know, so once the census stopped, then my work stopped. Shit. The hell yeah. am I going to do? I'm freaking out. And then I'm also thinking about others that about what they say to me. Cause around that time I was a heavy appeaser and I was a heavy, um, I was heavily worried about what people had to say, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I ain't gonna hold you. It, it led to a real, you know, depressed 
mental state. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking like, yo, I really thought my career was done. I thought nothing else could happen. And I did multiple times. I tried to commit suicide multiple times. And what stopped you from doing um, The last one. The very last one. Shout out to my homegirl, Renee. Um, she was really there for me. Uh, that, um, and I'll, never forget, I'll still never forget that one to this day. So if you lived by in the Bronx, over by where BBQs is at, mm-hmm. and um, over there by Fordham, like where it's about to go into Dykeman. Yeah. That was my, that, that's, that, that's the bridge I picked. I was going to jump in the water. Didn't give a fuck. Didn't care. And I was depressed and I was wilding. There was shit I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I was doing the shit I did to my peoples, to their ex, you know, asking them for money, begging and all this other yeah. dumb shit. Shit that I, drinking binges, wilding. Shit that I was not doing. But would you say that you're in a space now where like you'll never go back to that space? Oh, hell no. I, it, it, it will take a lot. Okay. It would take a lot. So I'm good, people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I know it looks weird. Like, how the fuck is he laughing about that? No, but I mean, you move past it. Oh, yeah. Super past it. You know, yeah. when you when you heavily, and shout out to my ex again, um, she instilled spirituality in me. Mm-hmm. You know, because beforehand, not to say I didn't believe in God, but I was real rebellious. Only because my aunt used to, like, come at me crazy. Um, aunt meaning, like, my mom's friend, you know, um, God rest to sold to my mom, but um, she used to always be real stingent with me about church. I remember it was like I'll never forget. It, it was like 15 years old, and I'm a diehard 49 er fan. So my team was in the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My team's in the playoffs. I wanted to watch the game. I didn't want to be at church, stay at church. The hell would stay in church? I want to see the game. Mm-hmm. I'm out, man. Here she come. Oh, you gonna sin if you don't stay in church? All this nonsense. So then, like, 15, 16, I was like, yo, the hell with church. Mm-hmm. No offense. I'm, I'm not saying uh, I believe that now, but this is, I'm just speaking my truth. Um, Yeah, the hell with church. You know what I'm saying? The hell with that. No, I'm not going to church. And, and I used to be a firm believer of karma. Like, heavy firm believer. Like, if you put enough good in the earth or in the world, you're not going to be dimmed by the Lord, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at that time... I was real rebellious. F church. I'll be fine. And, you know, still to this day, I'm I'm even better than ever. But I didn't, I, I think I had too much aggression, you know. Um, again. No, I wanted to ask you, because you, what's your relationship with God now? Uh, it's non-denominal, but I do speak to him on a daily. I mean, a lot of things that I've gotten is because I spoke to God. For three years. That's how I feel. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things. You know, shout out to and like once again, shout out to my ex for that. Cause she was real adamant. She was real adamant during the time when we was together um during COVID. She was real adamant. And I had to respect I had to respect her for that. She was like, yo, if you're not willing to connect to God or even for that matter, have a relationship, we can't have a relate, we can't even be together at all. Oh wow. So it was at that moment right there was mm-hmm. the crevices of okay. You want to be Kareem or you want to be Remo? Remo? Uh, hell with this. Uh, Kareem? I put some time in this. I told her the L word. I said, I love you. Um, let's, let's do this. Let's really. And plus, I, I was willingly wanting to do that anyway because there was things in my career, things that was happening, you know, at a rapid pace that I just... Says, all right, something has to give. And also, too, with me, the last few years before that prior, 
I would go to church during New Year's. You know, New Year's Eve, I would go to church. A lot of people go to church during New Year's. Right. Versus yeah. partying, I was going right. to church. You know, so, you know, um, once that started happening, a lot of things in my favor. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Oh. Hate that. I'm so rude. No, it's fine. I don't know why this is going off. Oh. <laughs> don't panic. People, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't. There we go. Screw it, who cares? All right. So as I was saying, um, yeah, no, just definitely getting you know back to spirituality and shout out to my ex again and just overall just um yo, it really changed my life. I'm talking like even to where let's say if something in the industry pissed me off, which it did, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't as aggressive about it. I corporate mm-hmm. curse email. Mm-hmm. No, this is what I'm not doing. And also, even the way I said no, it changed. You know what I'm saying? It had more purpose. It was more uh, divinity to it. It was more um, divine. It was more... How? um, Like, in what way? Because I feel like I don't say yes to things now unless, like, it truly feels right to me. Right. And same with the no. Like, if I'm saying no, it's because it's really not right for me. uh, (laughs) Honestly, just not questioning it. Yeah. Having Saying it with conviction. Mm -hmm. You know, saying it with commitment. You know, um, and shout out to, and God rest the dead to my mom, you know, mm-hmm. for telling me those two questions before she passed, uh, two years, two years prior before she passed, like 2019, it was right. It was like right before COVID, you know, she was sensing that I was like complexed about my brand and I was just like, yo, I'm sick and tired of, you know, publicists wasting my time and people wasting my time. And, you know, I'm real like there. And she just came to me. She just said the questions it's like, you know, what is your commitment? What is your conviction? You know, you got to tell yourself that when you're feeling it's helped out a lot. Plus with combination with talking to the Lord and speaking things to existence. And what is your commitment? What is your conviction? uh, Yeah. uh, What is your commitment? Yeah. What is your commitment? Either way, what is your commitment? What is your conviction? How do you answer that? Um, It's right now. My commitment is staying alive and being inspirational. Mm. My conviction is just giving the utmost 100% of my life, regardless of what's in front of me. Mm. You know, straight up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What I don't care. Like, I have to give 100%. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Even even with me being a city worker and, uh, and, and a New York City educator, and I'm... Oh, my God, yeah. you. I remember you telling right. me that. And, yeah. And I'm... After 3 p.m., I'm Remo Marat. Right. You know, eventually. But you know what? That doesn't turn off. Like, not at all. So when I'm at work, because I work in public school system, too, this doesn't turn off. Nope. Like, I'm constantly thinking of like the emails are getting sent. Everything. You know, they, just had, they just had a talk with me <laughs> during orientation because I was one of the few people they, they, that was pointed out. Hey, you're on your phone too much. This yeah, year. that's me at work. No, no, no. Right. So I'm, I listen, I, I accept it. And I know people out there, you know, hey, screw your job after them. Don't let them kill you. The thing is, you got to mentally prepare yourself. And for me. The role switched. So. My nine to five is the side hustle. My career is what it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so once, you know, regardless of, I'm not saying I know I have to leave 
the nine to five eventually for this to keep going. Right. But the type of job I have, well, you know, the one that we have, you know, the union we have and everything like that, you could kind of manage both at the time. Being. You can, because we start so early in the day, we finish so early in the day. And then we have our weekends where like, if you're going to do industry stuff, you have the whole weekend to do it. And we get all major holidays off and we get some results. So it's like, I don't really feel like I need to leave that in order to pursue this. Although some people would say, if you really want to like, have your back against the wall and right. really push forward. Right. You got to like really be in the slums, leave everything. Right. So it forces you to go harder on this. But like, do right. you feel that you need to do that in order to go harder? I mean, I mean I'll, I'll say this. I mean, that argument has been going on for so long. You know, there's been, I get, I get it. Listen, I get it. I get it. There's two narratives to that. One, if you're the person that's willing to take that jump, cool. Mm-hmm. But if you're the other person and you are being logistical about, because yo, this shit is not cheap. See, see, here's the thing. I'm not saying if you have a job, you're scared. Mm -hmm. But if you have a plan, especially with an exit plan, right. see, that's something different. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the thing that's being misinterpreted. Okay. Not saying that those that did the starving artist, because that's the starving artist narrative. Right. That oh I did it off the off the I ain't I ain't, I ain't need no job I, I did was it, sleeping I did in my car no I wasn't eating I wasn't listen, showering <laughs> it's like all right I want people to understand something I'm not saying what I'm saying is word is law or it's factual or whatever but I'm talking off experience itself there's been a lot of times that okay I gotten cut not cut corners but I cut the line mm -hmm. because you're in an era right now that see back then. The get like all right, put it like this, the abundance wasn't as much because technology didn't get make an abundance of anybody could be a a, a, a producer, anybody podcaster, could be a podcaster, YouTuber, anybody could be a rapper. Right. And see that see now the starving artist that story or that narrative, it's it's concise because okay, there wasn't an abundance of it, right? Motherfucker, there's an abundance of Yo, anything in entertainment has minimum a thousand. Anything. I dare some. I dare somebody to argue me. Mm -hmm. Ar argue me. De and, and also too, when I say argue me, hit me up on my DM. Tell me shut the f up, Remo. You're bugging. What entity in entertainment or figure in entertainment there's not a thousand of for you to separate yourself from the pack. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to it, right, you gotta think. You gotta think that. Like okay. I got to put a team together. I put a quality team together. Not just a team. I put a quality team together. Right? Eventually, I have to get a publicist at the time. Even though I get the narrative that influencers don't need publicists. Cool. But for those that you need to separate yourself from the pack until you get to that rhythm. Right. Can you, like, really briefly, what does a publicist help with? So, here's the thing. A lot of times in this industry... Um, representation is key mm -hmm. because I've, I've even faced it. Like I've been denied to so many events because I didn't have the representation. It was me. So I would have to put my um, emails or my pitch concisely so that, okay, they would either A, accurately really read my credentials or B, all right, well, we'll just figure you just one of them right. put you to the side and that's it. But if you have a reputable rep, a person to rep you, 
or representation, see, now that gets you through the door and it cuts the, the, the meat and the potatoes. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of people have to stop convoluting these weird, ill-advised narratives and, and really break it down for what it is. I'm not saying, and I want everybody to understand, I'm not saying what I'm saying is word is law. I'm speaking to you of things from experience. I'm not an uh, expert. I'm telling you from experience of being someone that was behind the scenes. I work with casting directors. I worked with agencies. I worked with um, publications. Of, of, of their, you know what I'm saying? I work because I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it behind the scenes. So I get, as we're going back to the main topic at hand, I get the narrative. Okay. Nobody wants to be slave to a nine to five. I get that. But it also depends on your mentality and your planning. Mm-hmm. I don't think it killed. I get, uh, and, and shout out to my man, Slop Shacha. He always tells me it's the, um, it's the, not the quantity of time. It's the um, um equity. It's the time equity. So that bothers people, which is true. What is that? So it's the so time equity meaning okay, what you invested into of job versus what you should have been investing to of brand per se, or the equity mm. of it, or the value within that per se. But it comes back to what I, I had said. It depends on what you're doing with your planning. Now, if you're just at if you're just doing this right, oh, we are just doing this right. And we have no plan to it, then yeah, you you, you bugging. Mm-hmm. But if you have an exit plan per se, like hey, all right, this notch year right here, it's gonna happen. Okay, it's gonna happen. It's just it's, it's what it is is that because what we see on the internet, you know, a lot of influencers and nothing against them don't really show the meat and potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Your algorithm is set. And it's at a at a at a at a height or a level where okay, you can't really show that per se. Mm-hmm. Now some of them do. Some of them do show their real what happened. What did I do to get here and stuff like that. But in the same token, I mean logistically, I mean it, it would it would be pointless because they they got to meet that algorithm. Yeah, they they got to meet it. I also feel like a lot of it too really is because you said time equity, and I guess is that the same as time management. Because yes I just and, feel yes like and, yes and no. I just feel like a lot of people also use the excuse like I need to leave my nine to five because it's I don't have enough time to devote to my you know whatever. I mean, true. But I feel like you make time for what you want to make time for. Correct. There's people who will wake up at three in the morning to create content before they go to work. Right. Or they wake up at five in the morning, or they stay up until whatever time to do what they got to do. So I just feel like. To me, I always just say, like, excuses are bullshit. You just don't want to do it. Or you're prioritizing other shit. Right. But also, too, I think, like I said, it just comes down to your mentality. It comes down... It really does come down to your mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're if you're one that you, in your life, you didn't like taking instructions from your mom or your parents, mm-hmm. and now here comes job, but you got to do your best... To make it suitable for you and also decompress after you leave work. That see, with me, I had the cheat code in my mom. Cause my mom was a psychologist. Mm. So I had already like, okay, I know how to decompress. I know yeah. how to read the room. Certain things I'm not gonna maybe don't get me wrong. Don't get twisted. When I was working the retail jobs, yeah, I still was getting angry at them. Mm-hmm. But I knew afterwards, all right, no. No. And you learn how to understand people, oh, yeah, read far. people, and you just like, you know what, I'm good. It's not even worth it. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the key. But in this microwave world, that is considered false or that's considered a negative. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, but that's through everyday life. You got a plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You got a plan. Yeah. You got a plan. When you said you have to make sure you got a good team together, right? Mm-hmm. Quality team. I also wanted a, a quality team, right? Yeah. I also wanted to talk about like when you are pursuing your passions, right? How important it is that you have the quality people around you and how you realize that on the journey, when people aren't on that same type of time, because it's not even just about like, I don't need to be friends with other podcasters, right? I don't need to be friends with other podcasters. It helps. It's helpful. It's helpful. Definitely helpful. And other content creators, definitely helpful. Mm -hmm. But you realize that the friends you had for this, you need consistency. You need discipline. You need organization, time management. You realize how much of people in your circle don't have any of those qualities. Right. Per se. I mean, it depends on the level of, of each. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's say for you, right. You've had, th- you have three people, right. Is mm-hmm. you main star face, face of the podcast. Okay. Like the lit co-star and the one that's the in between of y'all. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now, depending upon how well they want this is right. key and the need for, see, shout out to my cousin because he corrected me on needs and wants. Right. So I used to think wants was more important than the need, but that's not the case. The need is actually more important than want. And here's why. Of course the want, what do you, Oh man. What was his break? Oh, his breakdown was crazy. Oh, so wants, leave you room for excuses because you only going to feel like wanting to do something, but the need keeps you intact. Right. It keeps you focused. focused. Yeah. It keeps you driving. It keeps you out of routine. Like there's no other option. Right. I need and, this. Yeah. And there's no excuses. Right. right. Yeah. Need. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So when he told me that, Oh shit. Why did he tell me that? Oh my God. It was, yo, whoever worked with me, I do apologize, but you know how passionate I am about this. You're talking to somebody that tried to kill himself multiple times for this, and I'm in year 17. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't play fucking games. I don't. I, yo, if you, the minute I hear something negative, like, oh, well, you gotta wait. Let's wait to do, nigga, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> Real shit, I'm not playing. Fuck you, I'm out. Am I like that? Fuck you, I'm out. I don't know. Do you think I'm like that? Who knows? I don't Fuck know. you, I'm out. But in a sense, put it like this. You're talking to somebody who's a younger brother, who's a younger brother of men in his family. Mm-hmm. You know, I have out of brothers, I have four older brothers. I got two younger sisters. I'm the second middle child of the family. Total. At I, I was raised in Laurelton, Queens. Not saying that Laurelton Queens is the best town or whatever, but I'll, I'll break you. I'll break it down to you about Laurelton Queens. So I don't know if you've ever been mm, to there. I don't even heard of that. All right, so yeah, so <laughs> Laurelton Queens is a very pro, uh, predominantly black-owned, both business and homeowners town. Mm-hmm. I lived in a house. It's a different dynamic. There's certain things that, and my grandfather was was a go-getter. He was a hustler and a go-getter. Like yo. You mm-hmm. not, and he was he was fit to tie from head to toe. 
one of the swaggiest men I've ever met in my life. Yo, he used to threaten us. Like, yo, you, Bubba, yo, you not, you not, you not, you not nice, you not fit. No, nope, you ain't driving me nowhere. I, that used to kill me as a kid because he used to take me to places, certain mm-hmm. places, and I can't really speak about too much of the other stuff, but, um, you know, that's how I learned. Mm-hmm. That's how I got my adventure on. That's why how I am now. Like I move around. That's how if you see me, regardless of my social media or not, or even in person, mm-hmm. that's how I'm the way I am. Because him, my dad, Trinidadian massive, Caribbean, Kareem, stop playing around. You're fucking mean. <laughs> you know, yeah, bean, bean meaning like nothing because a bean is nothing. So mm-hmm. that's the Caribbean talk. Yeah, bean, Kareem. You gotta do this. You gotta focus. You know, and both my both my parents. Uh, my dad is here now. My dad is still here. They, you know, precious to him. I, I gotta continually make sure I call him. Um, but um, they both my my mom and my dad. They really like made sure that I knew how to separate this from the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, they they heavy was heavy on me with critical thinking. I'm, I remember, shit. I I used to hate punishments from them. I used to hate it. Cause it would be months. Like I fucked up. If I fucked up in the market period with my grades, let's say if I got that thing was, yo, don't get nothing below a 90. They didn't care if it was fucking 89.50. Mm-hmm. It's still below a 90. Yo, I ain't seeing a light of day. I'm not seeing my Nintendo, my Genesis, none of that shit mm-hmm. until the end of the market period. And that's why you feel like you are this person now. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm wild. I'm fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, my, I'm still my dad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, joking, jovial, ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know, but when it comes to like, like the get right, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look back on like your content, right? Yeah. Oof. Are you, can you say like, I mean, when I look back, because uh, we started this in 2020, so we're still like relatively fresh. But I look back on episodes and I'm like, what the fuck was this? But it's out. Like, it's there. And it's like cringe, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. At least I did it and I put it out and it's right. over. Right. You look back at your content in the same way? Or do you I feel like know. everything was fire? You know what? <laughs> just recently, as I said, I'm just internalizing. I'm in year 17. Mm-hmm. I am in a decade and seven years in. Next three years, 2026. Yeah. Lord willing, God forbid, health-wise and everything, that will be two decades of giving my life and devoted energy and tears and sweat and whole shebang to the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. 20 fucking years. It's a long time. Mind you, I started in my mid-20s. So what's crazy, right? is how it depends on when you start. Depends on who stays the the length. Because if you listen to the to the entertainers that are the megastars or they've been in the game for long, mm-hmm. you hear like by their mid-20s is when they kind of cemented things. Because mm. 18, 17, 18, right. 16, some of them were 15, and you're getting a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Fucking kid. God, Jesus Christ. Oh, here too. Mm-hmm. Yo, 
I was 15 and getting a hundred thousand. Yo, I used to lose my mind when my mom had me work at a hospital at 13 years old, at 12 years old. And I was getting like $800, $900 checks. That's great. No, right. That's great at Back 13. in the 90s. The fuck? That was like, yeah. almost, that was like considered like $5,000 as a kid. Mm-hmm. 900 American dollars. That's a lot. At 12 years old. Oh, mom took probably, give or take, she took like, let's say $450. Mm-hmm. I still have $450 to my threshold. Um, wowing. Wowing. Yeah. So imagine if I had gotten, let's say if I got in the industry at 15 years old, mm-hmm. $100,000 to my disposal. Oh, I definitely would have been on crack. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd have been on crack. I'm living in Queens. Crack was easy to get. Granted, my parents and everything, they instilled on me. I don't think you me. would have been on crack. No, I would have. I don't think you would have been on crack. There's no way. No, you would I'm not have been ser- on crack. I'm being serious. If you didn't go on crack now. No, still. <laughs> you would have. No, no, you would not I, have been I, on crack. I'm being serious. I, th- honestly, I honestly think. Because you got to remember, it's the endless of money. So it's like, all right. Oh, I got it. Great. And crack was it. I have turned around <laughs> no that time. <laughs> I'm what, if I'm 15 years old, that's what, 95. It wasn't sneakers. No, it wasn't, I would get sneakers, but I think... I'm saying, like, crack had to be the first I thing you would, said I would have right did some drug. I'm dead. I, I, I would have did it. I'm dead. But, like I said, I still had the mentality, the strong mentality to mm-hmm. not do it, thank God. Yeah. So when I get to being, what, 26? I'm already at that fuck you out of here mm-hmm. age. 26, I don't give nobody a 26 years old is the defining moment after 25, if you maintain it or not. In terms of what? Oh, the like getting the success, the money, the all of that. All that. Mm-hmm. Like, that determines if you maintain it or not. And I was 26. Four years away from 30, I was already 26. Like it was already difficult for me then mm-hmm. to, to get me to follow you. Yeah. So now, and trust me, there was times people tested me on it mm-hmm. during my time in, when I started in the industry. Oh, there was times, son. There was times, bro. There was times they, you know, came at me with it, with the white lines. I was like, no, nah, I'm good, B. I'm out of here. I got to leave. That's why I'm saying I know you wouldn't have chosen crap. No, I'm being, all right, maybe I I'm, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastically facetious. Yeah, but no, I'm being CEO. I'm just saying. I think, I think, honestly, because the, the, the rush of it, the rush of the fact that I have like $100,000, $200,000 or more to my disposal, I think. I think I I I probably got cocky like crazy cocky. How many podcasts do you have? I have. Well, I used to. All right, so here's the deal. <clears throat> so there was Ream TV, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I brought back. Shout out to DJ Chase on that. I'm glad I brought that back because it it it, it was that missing element in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, then I used to have my aggressive one called the Remo Marac. Yo. <laughs> What happened with that one? You don't do it anymore? Nah, well, there's a lot of things that happen with that. I'll, I'll, I'll take blame on that, on some things. Other things, uh, there was cast members I had. It kept interchanging. Mm. Um, a cast member got personal with me on some shit. It, like, kind of aired me out mm. on it. And I was like, all right, let me, uh, I I don't know if I ever could get back to that. Yeah. Because I love my baby now, the Cuts Podcast, Culture, Urban Technology, and Sports. Shameless plug. But, um, you know, I, I I love cuts. 
I love what cuts has happened. I mean, granted, our numbers has been sporadic here and there, mm-hmm. but it's the feeling of having people like, I, like it's almost like it's these talks mm-hmm. and having people that I personally know, mm-hmm. you know, and I have some, I had some heavy hitters up there. And that's the thing. Like I always try to tell people when it comes to this industry, the three things you want to make sure is consistency, your relationships and of your routine and as well as of your reputation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's huge. Cause once somebody finds out you're a scumbag in this shit, you could kiss that shit goodbye. Real talk. Motherfuckers could front like, oh, well, it's a new standard now. Nobody, no, no, that shit works. Yeah. That, that shit actually works reminds me of what you had on your album because I heard your album. Ooh, and we you, could talk you about wanna, it. You want to get into it? Get yeah, I want to get into it because you had a, a track on it. Well, first, talk about what the album is because it's not a typical album. Oh, You're no, not rapping so, on it. Back to the Remo, volume one. Shout out to DJ Chase, produced by DJ Chase, Worldwide Sound Records, courtesy under the Remo Marac brand. Um, my very first ever comedic satire album. Mm-hmm. So I am a recording satirical. Yes, I said the word right. Satirical. Yes. Is it satirical or, or satirical? satirical? A satirical. I think it's satirical. It's satirical, <laughs> might be. It might be satirical. <laughs> okay, satirical. You said it. God damn it. <laughs> we know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Satirical artists. So what does that mean? That means you speak of sarcasm and mocking in that sense, mm-hmm. but it's for a bigger cause. So um, I forgot the three stages of it. There's three stages of it that you do different. It's th- no stages. Sorry, there's different styles. Mm. So there's three different styles that you do of satire, comedy, and everything like that. So I go on, man. It's surreal. Like because everything in my career has been perseverance is real. I've been the underdog. I've been the most underrated one mm-hmm. and I, I persevered and I survived and I'm still here 17 years I'm still here so with this being something I've never done before never you know and even the reactions of some it's been good mm-hmm. you know you yeah, you even reviewed it it's good oh, yeah I liked it you it know was what I'm saying um, because it was an old to those that supported me throughout the years. Because mm-hmm. I haven't been my aggressive Ruger sprayer self, you know, in a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm passionate, I'm brash and all that, but I haven't been that guy. Mm-hmm. Even though, shit, even on the, um, the, the listening party, I wore my old chain. I had an old chain I used to have. I wore that mm-hmm. to it just to let people know, like, look, I could still... You know, like a light switch, bah, I could be this guy. Mm-hmm. And it was dope. And just to talk out, because I because really with this album, it expressed about the last two years about what I was going through. So as I mentioned earlier in this mm-hmm. podcast, and my mother passed away in 2021. You know, that was whew, that was a nail in the coffin. I was about to quit the whole industry. I didn't care. Yeah. Um, my page, my main page got hacked. I was in I was in like eleven thousand. This is oh, not damn. bought. It's not bought. This is yeah. hard work of working on my page, getting to be at 11,000. That was a blow. That was like, shit. And then also, too, what happened? Also, oh, and then scam. The scammers, you know, people weren't believing me. They thought I was really doing a scam shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like I said, it, you started, I started feeling against the, the industry was against me in a sense, like, People started, people were coming to me like, oh, you're not working hard enough. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
I'm I'm here. I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm with DJ Chase. I'm I'm the A and R of the label. I'm still doing cuts. Yeah. I'm and mind you, with cuts. First, let's see, I'm in 131. The first 90 episodes was all done by me. Oh wow. Filmed, edited, chosen recording studios. Wow. All done by me. Plus, I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm carrying fucking equipment to events. Oh my God, that's Plus, a lot. 90 fucking episodes was all by me. Afterwards, it was a mix of producers. Shout out to Wade Green. Uh, currently to Veg right now. Shout out to Veg. My God, Veg. I love him. I love who he is. I love, like, he doesn't know, but if we find, if this thing finally sparks off, I, I got to get him something massive beyond just paying him. Like, I have to get him something massive that could change everything for him mm-hmm. because he's that dope. And of what y'all have seen so far with cuts, that's him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe little things here and there I've done, but he's taken so much of the load off my shoulders. You don't get this Remo Marac now. Yeah. Because, and shout to, shout to the team. Shout out to, uh, Risa. Shout out to Elizabeth Ed, uh, Edwards. Elizabeth, oh my God, shout outs to her. Ever since she's been on the team, yo, she is kicking tremendous ass. You know, but back to the album. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wanted you to talk about media hijinks. Woo! One of my favorite Because tracks. I feel like that's the one that I felt like I resonated with the most. Like In what just, sense? So like with this, right? People have told me, you know, you should be more toxic. You should be arguing with people more. You should be dressing a certain way because you're a woman. So you should dress, you know, sex sells. And so <laughs> I've always been like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be toxic. I don't want to argue with people. I don't want to, I want to dress however the fuck I want to dress. And it's like, you had said something on it that was like, at least like when I go to events, I'm respected. Oh yeah. Versus like, yeah, you go to all the events and all the parties, but you're not respected. Yeah. But cats got to understand when I said that, that that's true. Cause I, I've even seen some people be that way. The thing is this, and shout out to Gary V on this. He has said it a lot. I love Gary V. Um, I don't know if you remember the video a while back. There was a young black man, young black kid. I was coming to Gary V. He was like, yo, I don't, I'm not getting enough likes. I'm not getting enough followers. I'm not getting enough views on my videos. And Gary V told him, he said, listen, don't worry about that. The views, the likes, and everything's going to come. It's you mm-hmm. that got to build. You got to build your content. You got to make your content be attracting and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for me, that's always been my career. Like, don't get it, like, don't get it twisted. I know who the F I am. I know I'm Remo Marac. You know, and co- uh, competition-wise to the others that are doing it, um, my competition died a long time ago when I got my first award for Reem TV. You know, mm-hmm. at the hip hop like first entry in a hip hop film festival, bang, got an award, bang. Next festival, um, the Uli's. First time in, in it, bang, got an award. What are the Uli's? So Uli's is a combination of all the um, like uh, public access stations. Okay. They made it. They made an award for them to mm-hmm. cherish, to honor the ones that producers and everything like that. First time in that, bang, arts, arts and entertainment, Ream TV, bang, first year, bang. Mm-hmm. Like 
2017, 18, and 19 was crazy years for me, award years. Once that happened, I was like, oh, all right. Because before, I was competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get, don't get the fuck up. Remo was out there. I was in this, I was out there. There's still people to this day that was defending me. Like, nah, y'all bugging. Remo was out there. You know what I'm saying? But once I got the awards and everything, I focused on me to be better. Mm-hmm. That's what I focus on. I, I don't compare myself to people. Shout out to Oprah. There was a video that she had. She told people, don't compare. That's the worst thing you can do when it comes to this industry, especially with what we do. Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself. You can look at the field. You can see what's in the field. That's great. You know, because they're not you. Yeah. And you're not them. Yeah. And for me, I'm not them. But guess what? I bet your ass you put us all in the room and get an opportunity to, to go interview a high profile figure. I bet your ass you're going to know Remo Marac. And it's not because I'm animated and I'm loud. I mean, that helps. No, it helps. But yeah. I'm just that damn talented. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not to be cocky or whatever. It's just I'm confident. Mm-hmm. I'm just that. It's happened. Mm-hmm. It's it's, yo, when I tell you it has literally happened, I'll never forget it. The, um, oh, well, God said the K-Slay. Shout out to Dev. Dev was working with K-Slay. Um, this was uh, right, his last album before he passed away. I forgot the exact name of it. Um, he had a party at Quad, mm-hmm. right? So all the other ones that are interviewing him, they're going like this. Dev come to me. Remo. What are you going to do? I said, Dev, I just need two, three minutes. All right, Remo, I'm going to get you the two, three minutes. All right. What did you ask him? Nah, I, we, um, I just got hyped. Asked him, yo, Drama King, what you feel about the, you know, the, um, I think I asked him, what do you feel about the landscape of the, of the, of the culture? Mm-hmm. What do you feel about you drop, I think, about him dropping his album and mm-hmm. about, his, about his legacy? Mm. Three minutes, bang. Everybody, all the other media, like, Damn, like how the how the fuck were you that calm? Because mm-hmm. I practice this. I talk. Yeah. In, I talk in the mirror. I, I I literally watch, like whoever I know I'm have on the show. I literally watch their last three episodes. I study. Okay, what were the what were the hot questions? What were the cold questions? Mm-hmm. What was that? And what was his or her energy here? What was it there? What do they feel? Mm-hmm. That's what we do with this. You don't need to clown them because their publicists. You know, work hard and get the money, and they got to make money, and the, and the, and the figure got to make money. You know what I'm saying? So, with the media hijinks, I was talking about everything I was seeing and was witnessing. I'm like, yo, bro, like I remember people try to come to me, try to tell me something about me, or if I come to the room, or try to make it like, oh, I need them to meet the other people. Like, fucker, they know me. Mm-hmm. I don't need. I don't need you. Now, if I want to, okay, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't need you, and it's not to be cocky. It's just, motherfucker, I've been in this for seventeen. You don't think it's seventeen years? You don't think I network with people? Yeah. To a point, like there's people that on my Rolodex, if I ask them something, they curse me out and call me my government. They say Kareem, I'm like yo, Kareem, you stupid? Are you fucking dumb? This is you. Why would I? Why would I be against you? You're not fake like these other mm-hmm. fuckers out here. This is facts. I got music executives yeah. that tell me this. I got people in entertainment that are making moves mm-hmm. telling me this on my phone. Phones, excuse me. Plural. So what are you going to do like in terms of this album? Because it's not, like I said, like you're not rapping on it. So how do you like, 
Like, do you tour with an album like this? Like, what do you? I mean, I've been. Well, I did a I did a semi tour. I did a semi hosting tour one time. I host uh, this summer. I did a semi hosted back to the Remo hosting tour. So that's when I was in like L.A., Martha's Vineyard, South Carolina, oh, North nice. Carolina, shit. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, Remo wasn't it. <laughs> this summer I wasn't here. That's why I'm so happy about this summer. I know this was like, this summer's whack. It's horrible. Ugh. I'm like. Uh, yeah, I had a great summer. I right. feel like when you're busy doing what you want to do, it was a great summer for me. Everybody yeah, right. was complaining. Uh, yeah, I had a blast. Like, like, where's this complaining coming yeah. from? Yeah. No, but um, yeah, no. Uh, to your question, just um, the way I prepped, it was just like, yo, um, I was supposed to drop this beginning of the year, mm. believe it or not. I was supposed to drop this like around my birthday, but because with the ascension of Worldwide Sound Records with DJ Chase and I. His brand ascension and crazy. He's, he's arguably for me no bias, but for me he's like arguably been like top five tri-state DJs mm. from beginning of this year to summer. I I I dare somebody to argue with me. You know what I'm saying? He's been that dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, my ascension with my brand. You know what I'm saying? Acting the you know the meeting, you know the potting the doing walk more walkthroughs now and you know. And appearances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, once I came back from tour, I yo, Chase hit me up. I was like, yo, you ready to do this big fella? Let's go. And we banged it out in one night. Nice. Banged out one night. He finished it in a week. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. what we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's next? Volume two. I'm actually writing volume two right now. Is it going to be like the same? Like, what, do you, what are some of the things that you want to touch do on? That. You got to wait. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I can't do that. Okay. I don't want to know. There's one that's going to be controversial. There's one that's going to be stupidly controversial because something I've been passionately, passionately wanting to get rid of for a long time. In, in this culture, and just alone, like it's it, it's it's the selectiveness of it, and also it's the contradictory of it. So it's like I'm actually putting a whole skit skit around it. Oh, okay. Um, might might have Molly rap some bars. Shout out to Molly McCoy. Might have her rap some bars. To it leading into, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and when do you want to release that one? Uh, more than more likely, less. I was actually I was going to actually get on my DMX. I was actually going to release that on Black Friday. Okay, but right now, I'm still pushing this album right now, mm-hmm. and also too, I kind of wanted to marinate. Um, more than likely, it might be first quarter, 2024. Okay, yeah. All right, so uh, that's all I really had. Really? Yeah. Damn. And we almost had an hour. I know. I, I, thought, I thought you was about to open Pandora's box. I, nah. I mean, you kind of went in. Stop <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, um, pick a word from the bowl? Oh, yeah. We didn't do the word from the bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh. Here. That, nah, this so is it's a f- random, like, random talk. But they're light. They're fine. No, fun. that's fine. Uh, you know what? Blue's my favorite color. I'm going to go against it. Okay. What's the topic? It's better be a good one. It's my biggest fear. I ain't gonna lie to you to not be a dad. To not be a dad? To not be a dad. Oh shit. I'm terrified right now. I wouldn't like you know, mention I have a window, but yo, I ain't gonna hold you the way dating I've is. I've never heard a man say that before. Yo, the way dating is out here. I'm just thinking logistics. Mm-hmm. The way dating is out here. And you know, I, I could be a passport bro and and dip, but <laughs> Just gotta be realistic. I just got it. I'm like, what? Passport, yeah. bro. <laughs> I could be a passport, bro. You could dip. be. Could be in dip. 
Yeah, nice Dominican. Bring over nah, here. Nah, I, I, I'm good with Dominican. No, Excuse no offense to Dominicans. Yeah, no, relax. No, Dominicans are fire. <laughs> no, Dominicans are fire. Like, oh, Dominican women are fire. It's just, you know what it is with y'all? I ain't gonna lie. Woo. Nah, what? Yo, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got to have the huspa for y'all. I ain't gonna lie the to what? you. Huspa, like, uh, vigor. You v- really think so? I don't think so. No, like, it depends. It depends I don't know. I've never dated a Dominican, so I can't say. It, it depends on what type of Dominican woman you get. I ain't gonna lie to you, son. Um, it depends on what type. Like, if you get, like, the, the, the balanced one, then you're good money. What's the balanced one? The balanced one is, like, there. But they still are very, very caring and loving. And nurturing and like they, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. One yeah. that's from here, but still knows how to cook and clean and all that good stuff. Still has like the traditional values. Well, yeah, yeah. But See, they, yeah, really I, I, want that, I want that understood. Traditional values, not just only cook and clean. I just want that clear because that could be a whole different argument. No, traditional values. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> I'll say it. No, right, you, you can say it. Wait, like just cook and clean? <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying that's, to me, oh. that's traditional though. Traditional how is that? I don't feel like cooking and cleaning Trust is me, traditional. There's some. There's some, there's some <laughs> yeah, women. There's some that be. I feel like no, but like when men say that, I feel past like Fruit Loops. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like cooking. Well, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> but I, in general, I do believe that cooking and cleaning is a basic life skill that nope. everybody should have. That's traditional. That's not just men. No, that's true. It should be. It should no. It you're right. Should. It should be and everybody, you know, like, men and women. Sure. Just like common sense, but, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm more traditional. That's why. So when traditional women nowadays. So when you guys say traditional, what do you mean? Like. It's tough. That's that's where I'd be confused because I'm like traditional. Instantly, men will say, oh, yeah, she cooks and cleans. But it's like, you should know how to cook and clean, nope. too. Nope. We in 2023. How you eating? You buying food outside every day? Pretty no. much. You should. Lot pretty people. much. A lot of people. Pretty much. Sure. Going to Dubai. By that's the way, yo, when that documentary comes out, I how feel bad. How can I afford that? Yo, I, can't, I feel bad when that documentary comes out. Just to segue real quick. Mm. When the Dubai documentary comes out, that's going to be crazy. What what? No, I said, well, remember how Freaknik came out and everybody was like, oh my God, it was just wilding out. Oh, yeah. So when the Dubai, remember, think of the, the Dubai one. Everybody, all girls going, like majority of girls want to go to Dubai. I never heard about no Dubai Man, documentary. You don't want to hear the story? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but no, but back to this. No, yeah, that's my biggest fear. That's my not biggest fear. Not being a dad. Not being a dad. Because it's, 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 it's the fact of wanting a legacy. You know, people say that a lot. If too. I leave, if I leave here, it's like, all right, what else? But you don't feel like your work is the legacy. Like, yes. what would your child bring to your legacy if they don't end up even pursuing anything? No, I, I just want. I, What's the legacy look like? At, at least for me, at least that not only that it was done, but that okay, hey, you know, you can still continue my story or continue the lineage. You know what I'm saying? That's deep to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, we're in a time, like that, I, well, COVID had me thinking a lot deeply, but I'm just saying like, yo, that's deep. That's Because you got to think of things now. Way things happening now. You know what I'm saying? Not that many people or the siblings or the, the, the heir, not in the heirs, the, the, the children, mm-hmm. they're not really furthering the lineage. You're just, you're just aimlessly out here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And for me, that that's key to me. You know what I'm saying? Because even with my family, too, like, we're not as big as could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's family members that passed. There's others that, you they know. They didn't have kids. Like, a lot of people have family. They didn't have kids. Or, mm-hmm. for that matter, you know, 
even down south, I, I had to think about. I even thought about this more when I went. When I was on tour and I went to go see my family in the south. You know, my uncles and my aunts. You know, they're they're on a limited time clock per se. Who's gonna keep the land going? You yeah. know what I'm saying? The ownership of the land and 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 that nature. You know what I mean? Hell, even my sneakers. I'm I'm a big sneaker guy, mm-hmm. but shit, who, who gonna who gonna take care of them after I'm I'm not here? If I'm not here. You know what I'm saying? Or if I could give it to my, my son when he grow and and you keep the story or the lineage of, yo, my dad was so great with sneakers and, you know. Do you feel like that's something that we, like, invented, though? Because, like, essentially when you die, you're dead. So, like, no, you don't even know what the fuck is happening. No, right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I just like wonder, like, is that something that we put on ourselves because other people are telling us to put that on ourselves? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you need to, because as a woman, I think I get more of the pressure of like, mm-hmm. you should have a daughter or a son. You should have somebody. Right. So that way, you know, that's your purpose as a woman to give life and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you want somebody to carry on the legacy. But it's like, when I'm dead, does any of that really matter? Or maybe that's a pessimistic way of looking at it. Nah. I just I mean, don't. No, different right. ways. Yeah, because men Cause definitely I just be like, believe. Who gives a fuck? More like their legacy. What am I leaving behind? That's right. definitely a man kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, there's men that believe that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Ann's bringing up a great point. Like, yeah. Because even even me with my dad, right? Granted, a good amount of my life, he was light switching. He'd be there, not there, not there, not there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, okay, there's a training massive pushing my lineage and stuff like that. Like, you know, that was key for my dad. I could tell it was key for my dad. Even though he had my brothers and them, you know, he had them. But I could tell it was key for my dad. I, I could see it. Like, even with me, like, even when I reconnected with him in 2019, you know, that was my, see, I conquered that fear, right? My fear before this fear was, yo, if, if my dad left this earth before I seen him again, mm. oh, I, oh my, my life would have been over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I definitely probably would have ended my life quicker. You know, I was, you don't understand. Oh my God, it was such a joy. Did he have other? Camp. He had not saying yeah, he, he had other kids. He, had other kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he did. I mean, Caribbean Trini Mass. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not not the stereotype. Think, but not the stereotype, but you know. just gotta think. So, like, you know who King George and Queen Charlotte is. You ever heard of the show Bridgerton? Oh yeah, yeah, watch it. Oh yeah, yeah, right, just finished. Yeah, yeah, make it brother. Yes, you. yes. So. <laughs> Just think about this. King George and Queen Charlotte, both are known monarchs in, in history, but they never had a proper heir to carry their, like, a heir past their children mm-hmm. to keep their lineage yeah, aligned. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important because they, they their goal when they got older was for their children to have children so the line would keep going. So Because once that child goes, then, like, their name kind of dies with it. It's just something that, like I said, most men, and then royalty, it kind of got passed around for now. Like, you're right. just keeping your lineage alive. Yeah. And yeah. it keeps, um, like, if 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 you if you keep a, a, a name line going, 10 generations down the line, you have all this history and you guys can like you, you it's easier for you to build like kind of like generational wealth and all these type of things mm-hmm. by starting it. So that's an important yeah, thing. That makes sense. Yeah, son. You know what I'm saying? That's nice. Real talk, son. Yeah, they didn't no, they that had is kids. Nice. They were waiting for grandkids. This kind of brings me I'm sorry. I want to talk it. about this real quick because no, I want me, I want men's opinion on this. So I was talking to two women. I'm not gonna give too much detail. So I'm gonna try to keep nah, it like they and now I don't want to put their business because they watch the pod, so I don't want to put their business so out what? there. I mean, no, what? I, I mean, all right. <laughs> all right, just say don't say no, their no, names. No, no, basically, 
in general, because it's even happening. I don't know if you guys know who Light Skin uh, Keisha is. Oh, yeah. That, You've been I, seeing the drama. Yeah, that was crazy. So, no. I mean, briefly. I don't like Skin Keisha. I, I'm defending Light Skin Keisha on this one. Really briefly, like though, because the whole topic is not even really even about her. But it's like how you have kids with someone as a man, right? Mm-hmm. But then you and that woman don't work out anymore. You end up meeting another woman and you have kids with the other woman. So then the original baby mother, the first one, it's always like... You see, like, I knew this was going to happen because men, they kind of, if they're not with the woman, then the child they had with that woman, they're not really present for. And they end up kind of just moving on with their new family. Mm -hmm. Do you guys agree? You think that's true? Like, what are your thoughts on it? I don't know. I'm not a baby mother, so I have no fucking clue. Um, But, like, I've heard this from multiple women who have kids with someone. And then he moves on and it's like he forgets that he even has a kid. Like, one of them hasn't even seen his kid for, like, 16 years. I, and that's to me, on, I think that's crazy. It depends that's on like, the relationship between those two parents, though. Uh, and a lot of times, sense. those two parents will put their issues before the child mm. and cut that line of communication. Yeah. Because most of the time, the kid is going to be with the mother. And a lot of times, the mothers may have some resentment True. or whatever. And even sometimes the dad has resentment. Whatever. But I feel like if it's healthy, because I know women who is healthy. It was a not. I mean, the relationship probably wasn't healthy, but the co-parenting was healthy, or right. it is healthy, right. and it's still like I've seen no situation, and it's worked. And it's worked, and yeah, the fathers and the are fathers there. Are present, mm. you know what I mean. So it really just depends. It depends on on the situation. You know, some couples, well, two people, whatever. I don't say couples, but you know, they just can't work well together and cooperation they don't have the cooperation to make it work so if we're talking about the legacy thing do you feel like some men are just more um focused on just having a legacy like i'm just gonna have these children somebody's gonna like carry on my legacy but they don't really care about actually being a present father like it's just about let me just have kids just so i can have you could tell you could tell for some of that you know what i'm saying also too for me i would probably speak on it in a sense where for the job i do right or the job that we do, mm-hmm. you know, in education, you know, I mean, you see the case by case with each kid, right? Sometimes the mother lets the dad be present. Sometimes she don't. Sometimes the dad just allows. Yeah, the like whole mothers situation. will be like, the father is not allowed to pick up my child. If you see him, call the. I'm like, oh my god, like right. it's a whole thing. And then you, as a human, you feel that I've, I know I've had, mm-hmm. I've yo, there, I remember there was one kid I never forget it. He was happy to see his dad, right? Dad's outside the gate. Yeah, he's on what's going mm-hmm. on. Happy to see his dad. Yo, the mother came wilding on me. Wilding. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't give a F if you felt your man intuition, all that. Fuck out of here. That's my son. What if he would have killed her? And everybody was like, but ma'am. Your son was happy. I don't give a fuck if he was happy. Yeah. I told John niggas that I'm like, and I had to look at it and I had to hold my, it was right here, but I had to eat it. But the thing with me, because like I said, as I'm explaining to you, I see that in the kids and me because my dad wasn't always in my life, but when he was there, yeah, you damn right. I was fucking happy because my father, what he was. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even my mother, you know, God versus dead. Yeah, you know, there were times she may have sprinkles and want to tell me something about my dad or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, nah, man, you can't bash him. He still brought me. He still helped me bring me here. 
Yeah. You know, granted, uh, he he wasn't around all the time, but when he was, you know, it was conducive in the household. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And not to say that my mother couldn't do the job. My mother did do an amazing job, but in the same token, it was like, but there's certain things you can't, I can't relate to you about. You're not a man. Not a man. Yeah. You know, vice versa. You know, but a daughter can't relate things to a Yeah, we could think about relating things to a woman, but I need my dad. Yeah. Dad is a very important figure in the household. I mean, and to some of you fellas out there, I want y'all to really understand, like, regardless of what the relationship is with the mother, I don't care if it's great. I don't care if it's mid. I don't care if it's sour as fuck. You must, must, must care for the value of the child. That shit is imperative. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people understand it is imperative. It is a definitive mark in a kid's lifespan. It is a definitive, I don't, yo, it it is. Mm -hmm. I've seen, yo, listen, and and I know women like to argue, well, I don't know. Listen, let me tell y'all something. And this is real talk, and I'm only speaking of experience of the job that and the, I've done the position of the city for 12 fucking years of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can say whatever you want. If the dad was part-timing, the dad was full-timing. But a kid gets straightened when the structure is as tight as possible. I hate to beat it. No, it's true. Because if a woman yells, come on. We're boys, men, but with dudes, yell, oh, yo, just just straight. Even in the classroom, you can see it. Like when we have, um, you know, we have a lot of female teachers. That's just what it is. Those kids be acting bad as fuck. They are not listening. That teacher, it could be nice. She could be mean. She could be whatever. The minute the male para comes in the room, there's this like sense of like, oh, Oh, like it sinks into them and they just sit down. He don't even got to say nothing. It's just that male energy. I've done it. Listen, I've done it with it last year. Mm -hmm. I've had teachers, yo, I remember a teacher called me on my lunch break. Lunch break. I'm outside. I'm, well, you know, I don't want to say the extra extra correct activity, but, you know, I'm on my lunch break. Mm -hmm. Come back. They took X amount of time, whatever. Literally, no bullshit. It's five to six minutes. Mr. Tyson, what is it I'm doing wrong? I said, listen, I said, I'll keep it a buck. I said, there's nothing that you're doing wrong. It's just, you know, some men exude a certain type of energy. Me, I'll keep it a buck. I'm like cool uncle slash Mm -hmm. stern dad energy, you know? There's certain vernacular I might say to a kid and it clicks. Sometimes it hasn't, but more majority of the time, oh, uh, you yeah. know, but I, it's nothing against women. Women are doing an amazing thing. I think also too, um, I just wish this narrative between men and women just stopped. I really want it to stop because we're in a world right now that these kids, we got to do everything in our power for these kids. You know, like just straight up and down. I don't care. Listen, if you if if women feel they're the ones that conquer the world, I'm all sorry, cool. You know, if if you feel men aren't a tool that's needed, and you could do it with your independence, all right. But then when 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 it hits you back in that in your ass, and you do need that man, listen, that same energy that you exerted out, take the accountability and take that shit in. Mm-hmm. 
and be like, oh, you know what? I, yeah, I, I was wrong. But I'm not saying yeah. in a sense for a battle. I'm saying it no, we need each other. Under, uh, uh, we yeah. need each other. That's these kids, it. These kids need it, yeah. man. I, and listen, like I said, I'm not. I'm not co-signing. Okay, if shit is toxic, stay in it. I'm not. I'm not co-signing that. What I'm co-signing is we have to really wake the fuck up and really understand this war is not only against spirituality mm-hmm. and yourself and. In your environment, this shit against the kids is no fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And it's alarming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm saying that now. I'm not only saying that because I'm an educator. I'm saying that because as an educator, you look at the landscape of the land different. Mm-hmm. You do. You look at the behaviors, look at patterns. You look at things that, okay, hey, if you guys were co-parenting at a healthy rate, the kid produces well. And I also feel like I look at adults like, I wonder how things were when you were a child that you are the way you are now. <laughs> like, you know, like, and then it There's makes sense when parents. you ask, start, you ask certain questions and you're like, oh, I get it now. Some parents. Yeah. I'd be always questioning, like when, the, especially the mothers that be coming to school screaming, yelling, wilding. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you was the one that didn't listen to your teachers back in the mm-hmm. days. Like real talk. You know, and and and, and you were and, 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 and properly too, and the fathers like, too, period. and the fathers too that come up to school acting mm-hmm. crazy, like yeah, you use use the use the knucklehead student, mm-hmm. and you just didn't understand life now, and now his life, and you still acting like a your child. son. Your son has to suffer. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a student whose son is suffering crazy. The son is suffering crazy because the dad don't know how to be an actual man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you and you don't even understand men and and also too men. I want you to really understand how you discipline your child is heavy ramifications of how they are productive and produce in life. That's just that's just real talk. I'm not saying don't discipline them. I want that to be understood. But when you are scolding them, mm-hmm. you're ruining the a percentage of bounce back ability. Because even if me as a teacher, if I got to get stern with them, they're already... So with me, I work on a, a, a boy's bounce-back ability tremendously. And the one thing I used to always, I tell them, and I used to, but one thing I always use and tell them is, yo, separate your mind, separate your heart, excuse me, from your mind. Got to separate it. The two, don't, the two may work, per se, but yo, if you separate it, yo, it's a better world out here. And I'm not saying, and I want people to understand too, because I know we're in a world where if you hear that, I'm not saying don't have empathy. Don't be as empathetic. Yeah. You have empathy. Just don't be as empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, life in this world, it doesn't deserve that much um, empathy per se. Mm-hmm. You have empathy because you're human, but no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to mm-hmm. you gotta go through. You got to strive through. You got to keep, you know, going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with this youth right now, yo, 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 yeah, yo. Even, even with what recently happened, and I have nothing against the LBGTQ, but the way education has forced that keyword, let's keep it above. That's a fucking force, but it's because it it was taking advantage of the people and parents that weren't coming in constantly to check it. Right. I'm not, and I want to be very clear and understood. I have nothing against the LBGTQIAA++, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? 
QIA, I believe. LGBTQ Yo, added plus some more numbers. LGBTQIA. I think it's just IA. No, it's two A's. I think that what the hell is IA? Intersex and then asexual. When did that come out? Intersex has been around and then yeah. asexual. But what's right. the other A? I think that's right. it. Think Intersex a. and asexual. And, plus, and then plus plus. Intersex, and, I don't remember, but I know asexual. Yeah, but I don't right. remember what intersex is. Yeah, right. But plus plus, right? But um, I wanted to be very clear and understood. I'm not saying that a child can't come into their own. But it should not be forced. Mm-hmm. Let it naturally happen. Thereof, but I feel, like I said, I feel education took advantage of. Not only okay, the times we're in, but also we took advantage of parents that are non-conventional. Because mm-hmm. back in the days, let's keep it a buck. Our parents were at PTA meetings constantly. My mind was our parents. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe not. But for our teachers' conference, we didn't have PTA meetings. No, but but, but teachers' conference, yeah, 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 like no, report that's cards. I mean. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. But let something be changing in your right. schedule. Yeah, my mom knew. Your mom not only knew, yeah, but your mom was at the school. Mm-hmm. But why? You ask. Because it showed face value that there was a care. Mm-hmm. So when now more and more parents, you just want to drop your kid off because it's free babysitting service. Oh, what are you telling DOE? Oh. Oh, you know, oh, okay. So here's what we're going to do. Education, oh, uh, laws and land. Oh, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Yeah. No, ain't no what you mean. You should have been paying the fuck attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's those things. That's why I, I any interview that I do, you know, I do my best to really get that out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's imperative, you know? And and I get the, listen, I get the whole, the podcast, the media that puts us against it, one another. It's like, yo, son, it needs to stop. Yeah. That was another reason why I went back to the remote. You know what I'm saying? It was a certain couple of tracks. If you hear it, it's like, I'm saying in a sense, like, all right, enough's enough. Um, that's why with the the track to the um female rappers, mm-hmm. that's why I, I did it for them because I want you to know, okay, cool, I get it. I'm sick and tired of hearing these dudes say it, but I give the breakdown of okay, what can you blame them for? They they like being pretty. They like telling stories. They're killing it too. They're killing it. They're fucking killing like, it. You, female like, you, rappers are like, killing make, it right now. Like make better music. That's it. Um, but Remo, anyway. Yes, yes, I know. We are, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, a little, little past. Just real quick, tell people where they can find you. <gasps> Do I look at any camera? Doesn't matter. Uh, that one, yes. What's going on? You already know what it is, man. It's the neighborhood Ruger Sprayer, Soldier Dream, but hip hop. Remo, Marat, Kareem, Remo, Marat, Tyson. You can follow me on everywhere at Remo, Marat underscore. I just recently changed that. So everything, okay. TikTok, Twitter. Instagram at Remo Marac underscore. Go to my website, RemoMarac.com. The Cuts Podcast. I was just going to say to plug the pod. Tuesdays at 12 p.m. via iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon Music. Also, two weeknights at 9 p.m. on DJ Chase Radio. I got I got some good people coming up. I ain't going to lie to you. One in particular, I got Steph G. I'm going to mention it. I got Steph G pulling up. Oh, nice. The rapper. Ooh, oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, listen. It's going to be good. Listen, listen. You just got to come down to Remo 95. It's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. Come down to Remo 95, the Interstate 95, the Remo 95. 
And it's all right. Everything would be okay. It would be cool. Look, the publicist trusts Remo. That's what I said in that album. The publicist trusts Remo. Mm -hmm. And also, too, what I jokingly say to, to, to other media people as well that are killing it, or the young ones that are mm -hmm. killing it, yo, make me retire. It's okay. That's how much I don't care about the competition. Make me retire. I feel like the black John Cena is like every time. Remo, can you please leave, shout out to my man JB. I'm doing an interview tomorrow with his artist. Nice. It's like, all right, y'all don't want to do it. Okay. Not the black John Cena. All right. Now I do it. And it's like, oh, damn, Remo did it. Damn, it's crazy. Yeah, well, the publicists trust me. Mm -hmm. They don't trust y'all. Y'all want to bring their artists or, or, or clients or the figures to deep holes in the walls and shit. And like, mm -hmm. no. All right. You know what? Hey, Remo. <laughs> Can you pull up? Like, I'm being serious. Mm -hmm. Trust me, media is not the only thing I could do. That's, that's what's great about me. Media is not the only thing I could do. So there's a plethora of things. Now add on recording artists. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay. And it's you rappers out there. The ones that was throwing shots at me, sub shots and all that. Let me give you one thing of advice, right? Real talk. If I'm able to do an album, right? Regardless of technology or not. And I'm able to be successful in this. What does that really say about you at the end of the day? Real talk. <laughs> Real shit. Okay. You can take shots at me all you want, but understand this guy has been here for 17 years. You don't think I got the connections to, to, to make a pull, a trigger? Hey, can I get this interview? Hey, can I get this done? Mm -hmm. Hey, can you listen to this? You know what I'm saying? Instead of going against me, you could be with me, but if you want to go against me, it's cool. But at the end of the day, you're going to be pissed off at yourself. Because God forbid, let back to the remote catch unlimited fucking fire. Oh, that's going to be your ass. Because now, remote's setting a trend. That's going to be your ass. So that's my message to you. But nonetheless, we got to get about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Yes. That was dope.